Welcome to the power of faith and the ministry of David Hathaway. Please join David as he ministers today's word. The purpose of the Five Thought Ministry is to perfect the saints. I'm looking at verse 12 in chapter 4 for the work of the ministry. So what, what we're seeing here is the clear statement that the purpose behind the Christian, the purpose behind the church is ministry in one way or another. It's not just the fivefold ministry, but to bring the saints into the place where they can contribute in some way into the ministry and to edify the body of Christ until, in verse 13, until we all come in the sense of unity in the faith and unity in the knowledge of the Son of God into maturity. Now here we're looking and in these next two verses, 13 and 14, it's dealing very, very much with the necessity to grow out of childhood into the maturity that we should have in Christ. Um, Paul elsewhere refers, as you know, to uh, the milk of the word and saying that there must come a time when we move from the milk of the word into the depth of uh, full food, just as a, a baby begins with milk before it's able to, to take the, the full food. And so here, it's using the different illustration, and here the illustration is that in verse 14, that from now on we should no more be children. <laughs> now then, here he's defining children in a different way. He says, no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Now we are coming to a problem. Because here you can see that Paul is accepting the fact that there are many different senses of doctrine within the church, but not all accurate and correct. And we have to be extremely careful. In fact, if I give you a little uh, illustration of that, uh, many years ago when I was working under communism in the communist countries, I became very friendly with uh, an American pastor and evangelist, and many of you will know the name. It was uh, Lester Sumrall. And um, we got to know, the, know each other very well and traveled together a lot. I preached in his church and he preached for me. But the key thing was that he was one of only two pastors who actually would travel with me behind the Iron Curtain under communism. But uh, he, he showed me a lot because one thing that did amaze me, two things that amazed me about him. The first is that uh, as an American, he was actually in Britain during the war, but uh, eventually had difficulties and did have to leave and go back to America. But while he was here, what did he do? He sought out and found Smith Wigglesworth. And he said to me, David, he said, I was so shocked because when I got to Smith Wigglesworth's house in Bradford, which by the way is only very close to where I am, he said, um, 
I thought, oh, all the young English pastors will be here trying to learn from Smith Wigglesworth and, uh, and, and, you know, draw from him. He said, I was the only one there. At that time, Smith Wigglesworth's wife had died. He was mainly being looked after, I think, uh, by one of his daughters. So the big thing that Lester Samuel said was he was so shocked to see uh, that in Britain, it seemed as if people totally neglected and ignored Smith Wigglesworth. And yet he, uh, although he was an American, was there and he really did have a lot of fellowship with, with, with Wigglesworth. And, you know, there are, there are two problems here because um, he was saying, you know, why is it that the younger men aren't looking to the older ones for, for strength, for, for, for encouragement, for information? Because after all, yes, when we are young, <laughs> Believe it or not, I was young once. <laughs> we can be very full of enthusiasm, thank God for that. But at the same time, sometimes we could do with a little bit more of maturity. And somebody once said, it would be a good thing if you could put old heads on young shoulders. In other words, you could have the wisdom of age with the enthusiasm of youth. And now, of course, for me, I'm very happy because... Yes, thank God I do have some wisdom from the years, but also, as you probably know, I've still got the energy and the vitality. Uh, well, not just what I had in my youth, I've got more. I'm more energetic, I've got more uh, energy now, I think, than almost any time in my life. But the second thing that um, Lester Samuel shared with me was quite key. Um, he was asking about different leaders in, in Britain, spiritual leaders. He said one of the problems, he said in America, is he's found that some of the key people, evangelists and key spiritual leaders, in their latter years seem to lose the faith that they had and get into some rather strange, unusual teachings. While I was able to assure Lester Summers, as far as my father was concerned, he never lost anything. In fact, in his later years, uh, in, very much in his later years, he was so keen to see a real revival, a real move of God, that he started a, uh, what was to become a small little uh, mission, uh, uh, very small, I'm going to say, uh, called Resurgence of Faith Crusade, which I also signed up to. But what we've got to be so careful of is that we don't get turned aside because there are strange doctrines out there and I'm not going to go into detail with them today I don't have time in this message but we do have to be careful that there are some who would lead us astray and I think the one thing that has been said about me and, and I believe it's true and hope it's true is that in effect I still preach the same message that I've always done. My staff say that, people that know me, and some of my staff have worked with me for more than 30 years, and 
the sense is that I've got to keep true to what I believed and I don't want to deviate from that truth. And in, in, a, in a dream that God gave me only about two years ago, um, I, I was standing, waiting to go into heaven in effect, and I was carrying something and I was in this long line and it was as if a voice said to me, don't let anybody take that away from you. And I don't want anybody to take from me this enthusiasm, this, this sense of trying to be so true to the Word of God. So we have to move into a sense of maturity. You see, it even says in verse 14 that there, there are those who lie in wait, waiting to deceive. But we need in verse 15 to speak the truth in love and grow into Christ in all things. Now, it's essential that we, we grow into the likeness of Christ. We, we share his, his desire, his passion. And you know, it's only a few years ago, three or four years ago, that in one of my long prayer walks, I was really in prayer and I was really saying to the Holy Spirit, I was saying, Holy Spirit, you know more about Jesus than anyone. And I said, I want you to share with me the secrets of how Jesus ministered, how successful he was in, in, in evangelism, how successful he was with the ministry of healing. And I'm, I'm saying, Holy Spirit, I want to learn more about Jesus. I want to be more like him. I want to be like him in the way I preach, in the way I teach. I want to be like him in the way that I bring healing and so on. I, I, I want to be more like Christ. Thank you for listening to The Power of Faith, broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting www.eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are a large assortment of videos, magazines and books for your growth in God. We would like to give all new subscribers to David's ministry a free gift. To receive your free gift, visit www.eurovisiontv.org. Remember, those who know their God will be strong and do exploits.